Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. The hang ups we have today. Welcome into episode 118 of the Sources Say Podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR Podcast Network. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. Very happy to be joined once again by the one, the only, Sean Smith of Go Big Blue Country. Sean, how the heck are you? Jack, I just got done telling you that it's been a long week and I just poured myself a nice big glass of chocolate milk while we're recording this podcast and it, I feel like a kid again. <laughs> I also poured myself something, uh, and the people that are watching this video will be able to see uh, this is not chocolate milk, and I absolutely need what is in my cup today because today it's been one. It's of all the days that I've had recently, this has been one of them. Um, let's just start with the big news of Derek Lively, the nation's number two prospect in America one of our personal favorites of the show. We've talked about him extensively over the last several months. Randomly, out of the blue, moves his commitment date up. He didn't have a commitment date, but there was this kind of general assumption that uh, all the conversations I've had leading up to today, uh, including with him, including with his mother, including with people around him, around his high school, uh, around you know major recruiting circles, 
insiders. Uh, I mean, everybody you talk to, it was November at the earliest. Uh, and then some people, a lot of people were saying that they expected it to go all the way to the spring. So that this, that he would be one of the last people to, to decide and that he would kind of be one of the, uh, you know, final additions to whoever decide eventually adds him between most likely Kentucky and Duke, that he would kind of be the, the final addition to either of those recruiting classes and then come to find out he moves up that date all the way to September 20th at 6 p.m. which is literally on Monday Sean yeah and I mean it's it's crazy how we've sat here and we've said what he was going to be the final decision that was going to be the one that in the spring that you kind of tried it that you're you're hoping that you get if you're Kentucky you're hoping if you you get him if you're Duke and no it, it comes out of nowhere today and the emotion, not not really the emotions, maybe the energy, the momentum. Just you go from people thinking that it's Kentucky, you go back to people thinking that it's Duke, and then you get to a point to where I honestly don't think anyone truly knows, other than maybe like a handful of people. And we're, I don't know, like it's it's crazy. Like given the momentum that Kentucky's had on the recruiting trail, when you see that come out, you first thing that you think is, okay, John Calipari's done it again, right? Given the momentum that they've had. Yeah. And I texted you today around what noon maybe and was like, John Calipari is doing it again. Mm-hmm. And boy, those, uh, those emotions kind of, and that energy kind of changed by what, four thirty, five o'clock. And now Jack, I mean, I know that you've been on the phone all day with a lot of people. I haven't been, I had to do some other things, but what's the sense that you get right now that I know there's people that we talk to that we trust. I still don't think those people really know. So here's the deal. Um, I want to use this show as a, uh, as a very transparent, open and honest conversation about the things that we know for certain, the things that I've heard behind the scenes, the things that I'm truly guessing on, and the things that I have no idea about. Um, because there are things in each of those categories. Uh, and I want to make that very clear that this is going to be kind of an open and transparent conversation with you about uh, just kind of the trajectory of these next couple days, what you're ex- going to hear, things that are going to leak out, things that are absolutely not going to leak out, other news that may be following or leading up to this lively commitment that could completely change things for Kentucky. Uh, there are a lot of different things going into it. But, Sean, I do want to go to that first, as soon as the news dropped, that Derek Lively had set a commitment date for September 20th at 6 p.m., I will say the very first phone call that I got was from somebody that I trust very, very well. Uh, He has provided me a lot of information. He called me and he said, dude, I think we got him. I think we got him. Uh, He said, I I know the way Calipari recruits. I know the way the Calipari works. I genuinely think that his last in-home visit with Lively and his family, he told lively and and his mother that it was basically we need to know now what are you waiting for the exact quote was what are you waiting for there's nothing left to wait for you know that you want to be here uh you know you 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 like sky clark you like shaden sharp you're close with chris livingston i know casein wallace is is trending that direction toward kentucky as well you like the full package of what we're providing you the NIL deal, you're going to make a ton of money here. What are you waiting for? Kentucky is a spot for you. And that Derek Lively said, you know what? I agree with you. Let's make this happen. I'm committing to Kentucky. That was the very first conversation that somebody brought to me. And the very first text when you sent me the, holy crap, I think John Calipari is going to do it again. I said, 
I think he did it. Yeah. I think I genuinely think the, the very first thought I had was you take the timing of it, the way Cal, uh, the, the very, look, the very first person that Cal went to go see when this in-person recruiting uh, period opened up last Thursday, the very first people that they saw was Derek Lively and his mother was, was that was the very first trip that Cal and his staff took. And I think that says something. The one right after that was Sky Clark, who was already committed to kind of reaffirm his commitment and say, we want you, we need you. This is happening. Let's go. I, I think that was a very indicative move. And I got to admit, I was very confident from the start. And I think a lot of people were kind of putting two and two together with that as well. And about the hour following that, I had probably six. I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I sent probably 100 text messages and DMs. And I've, I mean, I've, I've been on the phone probably three, four total hours of the day between five, six, 10 minute conversations with different people. So, I mean, my, my head is just kind of spinning and it's kind of part of the reason why I wanted this to be kind of an open dialogue because my head is just absolutely spinning right now. And I could definitely use your thoughts as well, Sean, to kind of <laughs> ground me a little bit because I'm, I'm just all over the place. Um, well, even, even myself and I deleted a tweet today. It didn't say anything like for sure, but I, I my tweet was, John Calipari isn't slowing down. Goodness. That was supposed to be a text message or not a text message, a, a Twitter DM. Yeah. And I tweeted it out right around the same time I was come out. So I deleted the tweet because I was like, okay, I don't want people thinking that this is a done deal for sure. Cause I was still gathering information. I was talking to you. You were talking to people. I was talking to some other people. Obviously I had Travis Branham on Kentucky daily this morning. So this, and we, I, I can assure you, if you go listen to the episode at no point, did we talk about Derek Lively committing on Monday? <laughs> Like at no point that that's how this news came out of nowhere. There's one person that does know it. And obviously that's tipped in edits because the edit was made and was ready to roll Jack, which tells me that that had been worked on for a bit. So I don't know, like it just, it's been all over the place today. I had something to do at three o'clock today. I went into that. I have a screenshot on my phone where I think it was Gary Parrish was talking about Kentucky was the perceived leader for Derek Lively. Yeah. And then by the time I walked out at five o'clock from where I was, boy, the, the winds had changed. Even in some Twitter groups and some things we, that we're in that we talk about that it, it's been all over the place for about six hours. This six hours feels like it's lasted six days. It really honestly. has. I mean, it's just been an absolute whirlwind. I, I have whiplash from all the different things I've done and calls I've made and, and texts I've received and sent and, DMs and group messages I've been I mean it's just been it's just been nuts um so I, I will say um Kentucky definitely had the the early buzz immediately after the decision basically with people just putting two and two together I liked where Kentucky was leading up to today's announcement uh I think there was a general consensus out there that the earlier a decision the better for Kentucky uh because there's I think the general assumption is that UK is going to lose a lot of people down low and that that uh, Derek Lively would be the shoe-in immediate impact guy. Uh, and there's still kind of some hesitancy on on Duke's class, who they're going to add, who there's there's kind of some back and forth about who who's going to return there. And I think the Duke insiders were all but saying the longer this goes, the close, if we can get this to the spring and let the kind of roster shake itself out and decide if there's a spot for Lively and how much of a need he is, 
that will be better for our, our program because if he were to make a decision anytime soon. If you ask any Duke insider, they would say if, if there's a reason that as soon as that news came out, all the Duke people immediately said, well, he's going to Kentucky, done deal, because their general mindset was the longer this goes, the better for Duke. The earlier this goes, it's a done deal for Kentucky. And, and, and you've, had had other, you've had other people all week talking about how this is going to be John Calipari's best class ever. Yeah. Ever. So, I mean, everybody, like, I mean, when that news comes out today, given the heater that John Calipari's been on and where they stand with Casey Wallace and just the work that they've been putting in, your initial reaction is this has to be Kentucky, given yeah, that it's yeah. a spring, a fall announcement. Because even you and I both, we've been saying this thing's going to the spring. But I don't know. It's just crazy how much this has changed today. And I'm not going to spin this, and I'm, I'm not going to try to do a media spin on this, as you see on some, you know, a lot of people like to, to media spin things when things uh, backfire, or go a different direction. I'm not going to spin it that way when we get into this dim bone of Derek Lively talk. I'm going to give you who I want, but I'm going to give you who, honestly, I think they, they both are great, regardless of which way this thing goes, Jack. But one, you could argue one fits better, but one's a better player, in my opinion. I don't, and I don't want that to sound like if, Derek Lively picks Duke on Monday that I'm going to sit here and say, well, Adem Bono is the better guy. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. When we get to that part of the conversation, I'll hopefully can explain it. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And I have my thoughts on that conversation. And there are a lot of thoughts to be had about that because uh, that is also another very, very key factor in all of this as well uh, is the, where Adem Bono fits into this and it could fit into things very quickly. Um, but before we kind of touch on that, I will say that uh, the buzz started with Kentucky to start the day. And I think that was a lot of people just making assumptions and kind of going with their gut and reading the tea leaves. As more conversations went on, as I was having more conversations with people, I got this sense that truly nobody knows for certain in the basketball world. National insiders didn't have any idea. I talked to several of them. I think team sites, I talked to uh, Duke people, I, had, I talked to Kentucky people, I talked to other people in his recruitment. Uh, they truly had no idea. In fact, literally an hour before I, we started the show, I got a message from a Duke guy that said, so he's, uh, so Lively's a, a lock to Kentucky, right? And I was like, mm, I was going to reach out to you and say, you're hearing Duke, right? Like, th that's how much of a disconnect there is between this. And I will say, there are three people in this world that know where Derek Lively is going. And I know this for certain Derek Lively, his mother, Kathy and Tipton edits and mm -hmm. Tipton edits. I talked to Tipton edits earlier. He is a co He is literally my coworker at on three and being transparent with you guys. He refused to tell me. So, so if, if you know, like just to show that people aren't like, Oh, he got tipped off by you know the one guy that knows it because he's doing his edit. Tipton does like he's not telling anybody right now. He's he is closed lipped. He is he is not well, revealing anything with this. That's why Tipton gets all. That's why Tipton has that that reputation. He doesn't tell like that. He doesn't leak that stuff, Jack. Yeah, like he's he's not leaking that decision. Yeah, but yeah. I mean you're you're right. Like there's a handful of people that know. I think leading up to Monday, how how many times do you think that this changes? How many times do you think that you'll talk to someone? It'll say, I think my gut's Kentucky. And then you'll talk to someone else and you'll say, well, my gut's Duke. These are the ones that are difficult. Like, we're, we're, let's just go ahead and say it, right? Like, we knew Chris Livingston was going to Kentucky. I we knew wrote, Shaden I, Sharp. 
I, we had I everything wrote, written, everything recorded for hours and days. Probably 4,000 pre-written words on both uh, Shaden Sharp and Chris Livingston days before the announcement. We had this, well, we had this as pre-recorded. This we will not be one of those. I mean, unless it, we hear something definitive in the next couple of days, this will not be one of those decisions. Well, that's, that's what I was about to say. You know, people are like, man, y'all are fast. No, we, uh, <laughs> we record that stuff like so early in the day. It's already ready to roll because we already know it's done. We know what we want to say. This one's different. Like, Jack, I don't think that they'll get anything until we get an immediate reaction. It will literally be an immediate initial raw uncut reaction from us. Yeah. On, on Monday on Monday night, like sources say we'll come in late Monday night unless yeah. something changes. Yeah. But yeah. the way it's going right now, this is uh lock in for about 48 to 72 hours here. It's going to be crazy. I, I will say um, the last conversation I had was the probably strongest that I had that did not give me good vibes at all. Uh, and it's from somebody that um, knows Derek personally. And if, let me put it this way. If Derek were to tell somebody it would be connected to his future teammates at Duke, that is where this connection would come from. So um, put, keep that in mind. This would, this is from somebody that knows Derek personally. I, we'll, we'll just keep it at that. Somebody that knows Derek personally, I got a phone call and the very first thing somebody said that this person said was, I think it's Duke. And I said, why do you think it's Duke? He said, I, I just, I, I got the gut feeling that he told some of his potential future teammates and that person said something about, uh, about it being Duke. And in that same conversation, um, I feel, felt very comfort, confident about the possibility of a Dembona being Kentucky's almost immediate rebound if not before Derek Lively comes off the board Sean and I will say that that is something that I have not seen anybody anywhere else out there so I think I'm breaking that news on this show that there is some talk that this is going to be if Derek Lively goes to Duke I think Adembona is going to come off the board extremely soon and like I mean extremely extremely soon one person told me that that we could hear something in the next couple of days if word leaks out and it gets back. Cause I, I truly don't think that the publicly Duke is not leaking anything to anybody. And usually that happens leading up to, to an announcement. Kentucky staff is not leaking anything to anybody. There's no other staffs out there. They're like, yeah, we're out of the, we're out of the picture. We're not, you know, we don't know anything. This is truly a, the staffs don't publicly know, is there a chance that they have set something up that they wanted to push things, you know, push things up and kind of do things behind the scenes. Think of Kyle Filipowski's decision to commit to Duke, And this is something I kind of keep going back to um, that Kyle Filipowski was one of those that UK tried to make a, a strong last second push for him and do close quickly. And that was a random, like Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon decision. It came out of nowhere, uh, and he randomly committed to Duke out of out of the blue. There was a you know an edit already made. Things it was kind of like one of those. Damn, we should have known that in advance. I can't believe that we got got on this one. And I I I worry that this is the same case that again. This is just us kind of talking publicly and and 
this is like a phone call between you and I just, I'm, I'm trying to just kind of get my thoughts out as, as they're happening because there's just been so much going on, but it, it, I do sometimes get the feel that either Duke has seen the writing on the wall with Kentucky, you know, getting Shaden Sharp, getting Chris Livingston, wanting to go for the final kill with Derek Lively and then kind of slithering their way in and kind of trying to, steal this recruiting momentum back and do things behind the scenes and get this over with Duke is a very, think of the Palo Bancaro decision. Think of the Derek Whitehead, even though that, that Derek was kind of favoring Duke there for a while, uh, the way his decision kind of unfolded and how Duke's decisions are abrupt, they're calculated and they happen quickly. Um, and I think that's something that I, I kind of keep going back to is how quick this happened the timing of Kentucky's buildup, how this would be kind of their counter punch. And that's the one thing that's kind of holding me back. Now, Kentucky's done that before. They did it with, with Kevin Knox. We've seen it with Julius Randle. He was committed silently behind the scenes for three weeks and, and nobody had any idea. Jamal Murray was the same way. Everybody thought he was a lock to Oregon and he surprised everybody. Kentucky knew that whole time. It feels like do, like both sides are purposely withholding information more than any other recruitment out there. And that, that, that they are go like, it, it's almost adds more intrigue because it, it makes our jobs harder, but also more exciting because it's not like, yeah, Chris Livingston's going to Kentucky well, kids going to Duke, this kid's whatever. It's like this, there's adding this other intrigue where I think there's some behind the scenes fishiness going on. It just, it has that, that feel to it. Well, that's the thing. Like we always know 99.9% of the time in this job, we know where someone's going. We don't know on this one. This is, these are the ones that you look at and go, they make you want to pull your hair out, but at the same time they, they are exciting. If you're a fan, I'm sure you're not excited because I think Kentucky fans would rather say, I'd rather know that he's coming for sure than to sit yeah. here and be watching my phone because then you get that immediate uncut reaction of yay, jubilation, or oh, man, like put all this time in following this and then you don't get him. But this is going to decide the number one class. This yeah. will decide who gets number one. Whoever gets this commitment on Monday night, Unless, I mean, there's a crazy surprise off the wall and it's somebody that's not Kentucky or Duke, and I don't think that. Uh, that, would, I, that would be completely off That'd the be, wall bonkers. It would be. So, I don't see that. So, Kentucky, the number one recruiting class is going to be wrapped up Monday night by yeah. 7 o'clock. I, I honestly fully believe that. Because then you, you could still – Kentucky st could still go Casey Wallace and Dembona and not get number one, Jack. Mm -hmm. Like, I still think that Duke would claim the number one class. If Kentucky gets Derek Lively – and just finish with Kaysen, it, they're number one. Yeah, it's done. It, I mean, it's it. That's how – when you have one and two and then you throw Livingston in there, that, that's the number one class. Like, this thing is coming down. There isn't going to be anything in April. It's who gets number one in September. Like, that's how big this commitment, this decision is. Yeah. But regardless, let's say, let's say Derek does go to Duke. This is still a very, very, very good class mm -hmm. for John Calipari that still has the potential of being his best and potential wise and talent wise. Like this, this is still going to be a very good class regardless of what happens Monday night. Here, here's the the frustrating part of all this. If you look at the recruiting rankings, you would see a Dembona rival somehow, some way has him in the 30s, which is just unbelievably stupid i mean if you watch doesn't finish there if you if you watch a dembona play 
you will have no doubt in your mind that he is a top 15 prospect. There's, there's no, there, he is a perfect college ready big. And I think if you're looking for a positive and look, I'm going to keep, keep it totally real with you guys. I think by Monday, there's a chance that UK has one or the other locked up, committed, ready to go, no matter what. Like, I, I truly think that there is a chance that a Dem bonus decision is moved up to the next couple days where you, at the very least, at the end of next week, I think UK will have one of Derek Lively or a Dem bonus. So I think even if this turns into a loss for Kentucky, and this would be an undoubt, undoubtedly, uh, I mean, it'd be a loss. Like I'm not even going to like try to spin that Derek Lively is a, I mean, seven foot two. I mean, you guys, I don't have to explain myself about Derek Lively. I mean, you guys know how much I would love his game and how high his ceiling is and what I think he can do at the college level. And in the, in, in the NBA, I mean, his, his potential is just absolutely through the roof, but what fans need to realize is that a Bona is a top 10 prospect. If you actually watch this kid play and you see how, all of the little tiny intangibles, all the small things, him diving for loose balls, how hard his screens are, that he tries to tear the rim down every single time he dunks the ball, how hard of a rebound a rebounder he is, how hard he runs the floor. All of these things are, I mean, I mean perfect, perfect, seamless fit for what UK is trying to do in this running up and down the floor there they want to get back to that fast pace you know true electric Kentucky basketball style of offense they want to modernize this thing and either of those bigs can modernize your offense they both run the floor extremely well they catch lobs they dunk the ball they can fit in that seamlessly in that four out one in as the anchor of the offense they can both do that perfectly we are talking the number two prospect versus a top 10 prospect I don't care what the other recruiting rankings say. I, you know, I, I've seen this kid play with my own two eyes several times. I know exactly what a Dembona brings to the table. He's a damn, damn good basketball player in UK would be absolutely crazy to not be excited about his, his commitment. And I think that no matter how this unfolds, if you want my true transparent, 100% honest opinion on Derek Lively's decision and the next week of Kentucky basketball, I think if you were to, as of 7.32 p.m. on Friday evening, I think it's 60-40 Duke. I think, uh, I, I, I think a decision's been made. If not, I think like 85% certain that, that Derek knows what he's doing. Uh, do I think that there could, that there's some kind of background leaking, trying to you know, get people off the scent type stuff, that they want this to be as quiet and, and you know, nobody knows as possible. I do think that there's a lot going on there. If you had to make me pick, I think it's 60-40 Duke right now for Derek Lively. And if he ends up as a Blue Devil, I think Adembone is a Kentucky, Kentucky Wildcat at the very latest by the end of next week. I think he could be a, a Kentucky Wildcat as early as early Monday before Derek Lively even commits to Duke, if that's how this unfolds. I well, think that this is going to be a one-two punch for the good, no matter how it unfolds for, for, for Lively. Which leads me into this. If you ask me right now who I want, if I were Kentucky and I was a Kentucky fan, I would want Derek Lively. Like, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to shy away from that. Like, you and I have been pushing the, the Derek Lively train for a while yep. on here. Like, we, we both, even though he's not the number one guy in the class, we still think that he's our favorite guy in the class. But 
Adem Bona, you can make the case that he fits with the, the the rest really, really well, like the best, because especially if Cal is doing this uh, four guard, four perimeter look lineup with Chris Livingston as a small ball four, then you need the big bruiser yeah. in the paint. Like that's where Adem Bona would fit alongside the rest of this class. Derek Lively, I mean, also you would you would plug Derek Lively there and get that length and the athleticism, the ability to step out on the floor and do some things, but Bona would fit with what Cal's wanting to do. That's why it wouldn't would it be a would it be a loss? Yeah. When you lose the number two guy to Duke, yeah, that's a that's a huge loss. A player of the caliber of Derek Lively. But it's not just settling if Kentucky ends up with a dim bona. It's not just settling for second best. That you're still you would still get a very, very good player that I think is going to be a future pro and could help lead you to a Final Four in that class. I, I, I'm speaking out loud here. Adem Bona is Oscar Shibway at – I think he's a six foot ten Oscar Shibway. Long, runs the floor so well, strong. Rebounds dunks, so hard. Re, rebounds hard, dunks hard. A constant motor machine. That is who Adembo's well, name is. It's, there's it's, no play that comes from him. Every play that he comes up with, there's physicality behind it. Everyone. If it's getting to a loose ball, if it's grabbing a rebound, if it's running the floor, there's physicality and intensity in every move that his body makes. And we're not just pumping it up because of the news with Lively now. Like we're like we've been on the whole thing that Bono like I wanted both of them to be in this class. Yeah. I mean, I still do want both of those guys to be in this class because I think that they could work together. I think that it could work out, honestly. But it looks like for about the last few weeks, Jack, we've known it's going to be one or the other. And if one domino falls, the other one's going to fall with it. That's how things like this work. And, yeah. I mean, Adem Bone is a very, very talented player that has a ton of upside that you watch and see how he develops and how he moves and projects. With uh, does, does he stay at that spot at Rivals? Probably not. That guy's he's going to climb in those rankings. Absolutely. I don't care if he's 137th in the country in Rivals or any of the other rankings. I see it with my own two eyes. I know how good a Dembona is. I, I think, and kind of going back to what you just brought up with one or the other or both, I will say when I woke up this morning, I wasn't confident in the possibility of both of them playing together, Derek Lively and Adem Bona. I wasn't, I think it was a one or the other decision 100%. But one conversation I had today at least made me more open to the idea that if Derek Lively is playing, you know, playing games and wanting to, you know, throw people off the scent and he does end up committing to Kentucky, I think that would kind of push Adem Bona's timeline back very clearly. Uh, I do think that Bona is favoring Kentucky right now and would like to be at Kentucky. Uh, I will say that the hesitancy is on Bona's camp about um, playing together with Derek Lively. And I think there is a pitch right now. UK wants both of them and thinks that they could both play together. Uh, I think it, it's a conversation of Adem Bona's camp being worried about enough touches and enough playing time. And, and not even – like this isn't a kid that's like, I need 25 touches a game. I need – eight shots a game, whatever, like, you know, whatever the, the case may be. He's not demanding that. He just doesn't want to be seen as an afterthought in this recruiting class. And UK is pitching him on, look, we can put you guys together. There's 
a fit there. And you need to understand you, what UK is pitching right now is look, Derek Lively is a seven foot two ridiculous wingspan, you know, but he's thin, he's lanky versus a Dembona who's six ten, long, strong as an ox, man child. Those two going against each other in practice is going to be better than any practice that that either of those two will be will have at the college level if either of them went the pro route or even shoot I'd say in the NBA for at least a minute depending on which team they would end up going to that those two going against each other could not be a better complementary match for what the other person needs Adem Bona needs Derek Lively's length to show hey I need to figure out how to score against NBA type length Lively needs to know how to score against NBA type strength and that's what Dembona has. Those two could work seamlessly together, especially in practice. And I think that's something that Kentucky's pitching really hard. And they're going to continue to pitch this last weekend uh, that, 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 that he's technically – both of them are technically uncommitted recruits, that there is a fit for both of them. And the UK wants both of them bad. And I think that Adem's camp is slightly opening up more to that idea by the day. And that's something that I need to – like I keep telling myself that even if we get a – a shock from Derek Lively. He commits to Kentucky that it's not like, well, a Dembona's going to UCLA and, you know, we'll never hear from him again until he goes to the NBA. I do think that the best case scenario for Kentucky right now is that Derek Lively, all of this was, was manipulated by Kentucky's side of things. And, and they want to continue this recruiting momentum and sign the number one and number two prospects in the country three top five kids, blah, 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 uh, you know, solidify the number one spot and then say a Dem, the choice is yours. The ball's in your court. If you want to, if you want to be built different and you want to have this, you know, be the most prepared at the NBA level, you come to Kentucky and you go against Derek Lively every day in practice. I think that's going to be Kentucky's pitch so, right now. How many times do you think John Calipari is on the phone this weekend? I hope that he is on the phone right now and doesn't get off until Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. I, I want this to be – even if he's seen as a Duke favorite behind the scenes by with Derek Lively, I want Cal to work his butt off until that final moment. Uh, or if he knows for certain that it's a done deal, that Derek's going to, uh, to Duke, I want him to solidify a commitment from a Dem Bona. Think, Sean, I want to ask you, what, what do you think a commitment from Bona Monday morning would do for this program? Do you think it would – do you think that the fan base would still be heartbroken about the possibility of well, being lively, or do you think it would it would kind of negate that? It's it's an immediate reaction thing. Like recruiting is immediate reaction. How you're feeling, you could go on and get four top fifteen guys over the course of two weeks, but then you have a top target that goes elsewhere, and you're like, oh, man, now we're now we're on the bad end of the recruiting momentum. I think that it would be good. I think it would be a good shot in the arm. I think it would keep the momentum rolling. Kentucky staying in the in the current uh, news headlines and everything. While you've got while you would have headlines for Derek Lively to Duke at the same time, you'd have headlines for a Dem Boner to Kentucky. Kentucky would land a five star big. Duke would land a five star big. It would keep that momentum flowing. Yes, you would lose the number one recruiting class, but at the end, both of these classes, Kentucky Duke, if Duke ends up with Lively, Kentucky ends up with Bona. It's it would still I mean rankings are rankings. How many times have we seen this with UK when they have number one or number two and they end up not making the NCAA tournament or they end up not going to the Final Four? 
you still have to settle it between the lines. You have to settle it. And Kentucky has a class being put together right now that has a lot of elite talent. Adem Bona is another elite talent. He's talented. You can turn on his tape and look at it. You can see exactly the same things that you're talking about. If you haven't watched his tape, go watch it. Yeah. You see elite athleticism, elite talent with Derek Lively. You also see it with Adem Bona, but they're different. They're just two different top players. Here's the deal. Derek Lively is going to be a 10, 8, and 4 player at wherever he goes at the collegiate level. Adem Bona is going to be a, an 8, 9, and 3 player wherever he goes. I, I mean, are you – is one of those truly going to be a game changer versus the other at the next level? In terms of the, the drop-off from one to the other, is, is Lively truly a, a just heads over Adembona, or is Adembona that much better than Lively? How, whoever you favor, uh, depending on what you like more. I think that they're both very, very, very good college basketball players, and either school is going to be absolutely giddy about getting either of them. Uh, or both. I mean, if, if this works out in Kentucky's favor, I still – you know, that he ends up at Kentucky – um, I, I think they're still going to push for Bona and there's a chance they get both. And that would be obviously best case scenario. But I, I do think that this is the best case scenario for Kentucky that they are going to have a top five recruit committed very, very soon in at, at the center position. If I, I am truly up in the air, I'm leaning Duke right now for Derek Lively, but I truly do not know. I don't think anybody truly knows outside of those three. I think there's whispers. I think there's some, some buzz out there that, uh, you know, about different things. Um, but I truly do not know. I know that a lot of the national people do not know a lot of the insiders on both sides. They truly don't know. I mean, there's literally, like I said, an hour ago, a Duke person in my DM saying, so it's a done deal to Duke or a, Lively is a done deal to Kentucky, right? That just goes to show where things are and where things stand. I wouldn't be shocked either way. All I know is that Kentucky is going to have good news coming very, very soon. And uh, I'm, their bone is right around the corner. And then right after that, I, I still feel very confident about Case and Wallace. And UK is going to have five top 15-ish level recruits signed by the early signing period. And that in itself is just absolutely absurd. And tip of the cap to John Calipari and his staff. They have done a hell of a job. And uh, uh, it's they, they make our job easier to talk about stuff like this. But, damn, they also make it harder because today has just been absolutely nuts. And if I sounded like I was talking in circles or all over the place, I, I, I truly apologize. But I wanted this to be a – today has been a whirlwind, and I want to get all my thoughts off my chest and kind of have this be a little vent session for the both of us. So hopefully, Sean, you were able to get all of your thoughts off as well. I know I, I get long-winded. Well, I mean, you've had the longer day than I've had because, I mean, you've been on the phone call or on phone calls constantly. Like, I talked to you early this morning. I didn't talk to you again until about, what, 30 minutes ago before we started recording? <laughs> and, I mean, I know that you've been busy, but this is uh, – it's been a whirlwind. I mean, when you cover these kids and you follow these recruitments and you report about every single thing that comes out, it's a journey. It's a journey with every single one of these things. It's something that we love to do. We love talking about these guys. We love following their stories, their recruitments. One fan base is going to be very excited. One's going to be upset. That's how recruiting works. Uh, but whatever happens, 
I, th- I think that Kentucky is going to be in good shape regardless. And I'm not spinning that. I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said anything different if Derek Lively commits to Kentucky Monday night. I won't say anything different. I still believe that Adembona is a very good basketball player that I would be just fine with. Honestly, you can win a lot of games with Adembona as your five man. You win a lot of games with Derek Lively there as well. Uh, both are talented, and we we'll see what happens on Monday. I'm sure Kentucky fans are going to be nervously watching. Twitter feeds and hanging on to every single report, message boards. Uh, it's going to be a busy weekend. Yeah. We were deciding five minutes before we started recording this. We said, do we want to put up an episode right now to, that basically is like, there will be people that listen to this and they'll say, oh, 35 minutes or whatever this has been. And they, you know, the, the end thing is they don't know anything either. And yeah, that's, that's the case. I, I, you know, we were trying to decide, do we want to record a show that basically says we don't know? And I think we both decided that I think the fans like knowing all this stuff and the numbers indicate this. And I want to talk about that in a second, that they like just knowing kind of the latest of what's happening and where the tides are turning. And if more news breaks in the next couple hours or tomorrow or Sunday or Monday morning leading up to the decision, we're going to record another episode. We're going to put another one out there. We're going to be at uh, the, the fans first fan fest tomorrow night after the UK football game, uh, where we're going to watch the team practice and we're going to watch the team scrimmage for the first time. So we're going to already have another episode geared up. So we're already going to, we're already planning on having those conversations about, uh, you know, what's going on with the team currently and whatever the latest is with, this recruitment, we're going to bring that up as well. So we're going to have the latest and greatest information. And that's what we eventually decided. We wanted to put this out there, even if there's nothing definitive out there that says he is going to Duke or he's going to Kentucky or he's truly undecided, whatever we wanted to just kind of put out the latest of what we talked about. We, I've me personally, I've been on the phone for hours on end and I just needed a little bit of event session. So I appreciate you guys listening and Sean, I appreciate you listening as well because you do a lot of listening on this one. I got to get used to this camera stuff. I got to stop sending you signals and hand gestures (laughs) and all this stuff because I remember now that this goes out and we're in the middle of this pod and I'm trying to communicate something to you. (laughs) So if anybody's anybody's watching this and you see me making hand signals, it's just something. Don't worry about it. It's nothing bad. (laughs) I completely forgot. I'm up here shaking my hand in the screen trying to get your attention. It's all good. I will say, look, Sean, this show means a lot to the both of us. We have a lot of fun doing it. And I just want to thank all of our listeners because I did, I added up. So here's, here's behind the scenes of how we do this show. I post it to the Sources Say feed. We have an, an individual feed with the Sources Say podcast uh, that I post it to there. I also post it on the KSR feed. It's kind of, it's a a feed that gets all of the sources say uh, podcasts or all of the the different KSR podcasts, uh, the 11 personnel, um, you know, the different, all all the different shows that are on, on the KSR feed. It all goes on one. uh, And then it, I also upload it to YouTube. So I combine all of those numbers, the numbers from our individual sources, say feed, the KSR feed and the YouTube page. And Sean, the last month, Every single episode that we've put up has gotten at least 10,000 downloads, 10,000 downloads. And it sucks because the charts right now, it only accounts for the source of safe feed. And even with the source of safe feed, Sean, we're the number one college basketball podcast in America. 
just the source of safe feed. So if you take all of the numbers combined from the source of safe feed, the KSR feed, and the YouTube listeners, Sean, all of them, I'm willing to bet that we're at least top 25 in the basketball the, the basketball podcast for certain, but I'm willing to bet that we're top 50 in all of sports. I mean, yeah. may, probably more than that. I mean, I don't know what these other podcasts are getting, but over 10,000 an episode is absolutely absurd. And I am, I am just so, so grateful to our listeners for coming back every week and making this a, a part of your weekly routine, Sean. This is, I, I mean, it, it kind of hit me where it was like, holy crap that many people care about what we have to say and what, you know, and that's part of the reason why we did tonight's episode. I was like, there's 10,000 people that tune into this show. At least a strong portion of it, of them are going to care about us. You know, the latest info information on this, these recruitments and what's going on. So I figured at least a strong majority of that, but it just, it kind of hit me. It was like, wow, 10,000, at least some as many as 12, 13,000, but at minimum, at least 10 for every single episode we put out so i just want to thank all of our listeners this is just an absolute joy and i'm grateful for each and every one of them absolutely um i'm the exact same way this platform is uh it's a blessing to me i've been i'm honored to be on this podcast with you every single week sometimes more than once a week i cannot wait until we get into this basketball season we get some pre-game content post-game content that's where i really uh, put my touch on this podcast. I know you're the man, you're the guy in the recruiting world. I'll, I'll touch on some things here and there. I'll obviously do some scouting, but when the season gets in, that's where I really put my intel into this thing. And that's, that's what I'm looking forward to the most, by the way, for a chart update right now, sources say sits at number 30 in the basketball section of Apple podcast. Uh, something tells me we're going to climb into the top 10 after this episode. We would be number one, undoubtedly, if we were able to combine all those feeds. That's top. I mean, that's just stupid. I'm, I'm just, I'm so, so taken well, aback by every. By and that's why I guess we want to ask, right? Like you all that listen to Sources Say, listen to it on the Sources Say feed, please. That please, way please. we can show the numbers, we can show the traffic. It it reflects in the charts and stuff. That way, uh, that pushes. Because I know the the radio show goes on the KSR radio feed, right? Is that how that works? Yes. And then the podcast go all to the, the one that's on and then the KSR podcast channel. So yeah, if you listen to sources say it, it's still a, it's still a hit for KSR's numbers and stuff, but listen to the sources say feed that way we can kind of get an accurate read on exactly what we're doing, Jack. Yeah. Like I, I can see the total numbers, but I'd like to see it in relation to the other people that we're competing against. We already know that we're the number one, we're a top 30 basketball podcast that's NBA and college basketball we're the number one college basketball podcast in America and at least 10,000 listeners every single episode if please subscribe to the sources say feed and listen there please give us five-star reviews while you're there and uh, and just just go go that way because that's what that's where we can get the the real chart numbers and and really make a strong push so please subscribe please give us some five-star reviews we truly truly appreciate it and sean we're gonna be back tomorrow night we're gonna give us we're gonna do another episode talking about what we see at fan fest tomorrow and i'm sure we'll have more Derek lively and, and a dembona information at that point so I hope fans are excited for that. Please listen to this. Subscribe to our uh, Source of Safe feed, and I'm grateful for each and every one of you. And follow along tomorrow, too, because we'll both be at Kroger Field covering the UK 
Chattanooga football game. So sources say in the press box together at football, like, <laughs> what can't we do? We'll, we'll cover a rifle. It doesn't matter to us. We'll do it all. Yeah, absolutely. We have a lot of fun with this. We're grateful for each and every one of you, Sean. With that, let's get out of here. Where can fans find your work? You can find my work at GoBigBlueCountry.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at GBBCountry. You can find me on Twitter at JackPilgrimKSR. Reach out to me via email at JPilgrim at KentuckySportsRadio.com. With that, we'll be back tomorrow for another jam-packed Source of Say podcast. We will see you then. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.